Dog Sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anshu to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leap. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the talk path. In the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and race the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog. Chris Horwardell joined by Matt Crone. Matthew, weekday lunchtime podcast. How you doing? This is different. This is fun. I got a belly full of uh, pizza bagels, so <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have a great show. And How are you, Chris, on this beautiful lunch Tuesday? Uh, it is it is not beautiful here, but I am I'm ready to go. It's it's early. I haven't haven't woken up naturally yet. I'm still a little uh still a little just like getting into my routine. The beginning of my days tend to be like catching up on stuff, answering emails, stuff like that. I don't I don't have to be on quite this early. And, Understandable. Uh, yeah, must we'll, be we'll must be nice, Chris. Must be nice. <laughs> you know, I'm not complaining. Uh we have a lot to talk about this week. Real football is back. We watched the actual, we watched actual Philadelphia Eagles football, actual NFL football this past weekend. I do not count the the Hall of Fame game the week prior because what a what a sham that always is. It always but is. but we've got a lot to talk about. I have got BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're gonna talk about some interesting futures and stuff like that. So why don't we dig right into this, sir? And I, I guess actually before we dig into it, like I said, why don't we address? Uh, I know there's a lot of crossover between the, the listeners and the viewers of this show and Better's Delight. I always say if you're not checking it out, you should be. That stands true right now. We've had some technical issues over the last week. Yeah, Mike's internet stinks. Um, <laughs> which is which is funny because Mike's Mike was the only person to not have a problem on the recording <laughs> last week. So um, it, it might have been my internet. It might have been Xfinity. I don't know. There was a lot going on. Uh, there was no episode, sadly, last week. But for listeners, there will be one this week uh, on August 17th slash 18th. Whenever mm-hmm. that comes out, we will be recording. Um, so that'll be fun. We'll be back out there. There's there was a lot of picks this week. You know, it's it, it was tough not to get out, but we're nearing the end of this season, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start strong next season with football starting. I mean, what? When's the regular season's less than two weeks away? No, I think it's I think it's three weeks away. Okay, and three weeks. So yeah, but our first, our first. Uh, you've got college football that that last week of August, and then yeah. NFL football the week after. So I think there's only like one more week of this actual of this season left. So it's all gonna come down to this on the next on tomorrow's episode. So I gotta get some ridiculous bets in to try to win. <laughs> the first actual game of the season, Thursday, September eighth, Thursday night football, Bills, Rams. Good game, eight twenty on NBC. I thought so wait, I thought Stafford messed up his elbow. What happened? He did. Yeah, he had some some lingering elbow issues. I don't I don't think it was bad enough to get surgery, but he they have been holding him out a little bit. Uh as of 29 minutes ago, SB Nation says Matt Stafford ready for action. Okay, so he's playing. Got yeah, uh, for sure. I think he's just one of those guys. Like you know, a little bit older right now. the The elbow might be an issue at some point. Why not give him some rest? Like look at look at the look at JC Treader, the NFLPA president and former Brown, former Pro Bowler, a guy who doesn't have a team right now, and quite frankly, is just telling people like, yeah, I might play, but I don't. 
really want to go to training camp. I mean, sounds like a sweet move. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you've been in the league as long as he has, why not? Yeah, coincidentally, his old team just lost their starting center, Nick Harris, to a, a, year, a year-long injury, as well as their rookie center, uh, Dawson. Deaton Dawson? I forget the first name exactly. Also out for the year with an ACL injury. So could we see a J.C. Treader re, uh, reunion with the Browns? It, it's certainly possible. But more than that, I'm excited to see an actual episode of Better's Delight this week. It's, it's going to be a delight, uh, no pun intended. We need to figure out... Some issues Greg and I are going to, when we record tonight, oh, when we record You're Wrong tonight, we're going to mess around with another platform, see how that works out for us. Actually, the, the, the platform we're using right now might be an option too because they've made some improvements. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get it all going. And, and God knows by the time actual season begins, we're going to be uh, rocking and rolling on Better Delight. We can't wait to rock and roll. It's going to be great. <laughs> I love rock would you and say, roll. <laughs> would you say you're, you're grateful? Prince, dead about it? I'm forever grateful. That's what it oh. is, buddy. Is they, they, That's better than I could pull. When's that uh, that movie coming out? I know we talk about that all the time on here. The, what well, is that movie? The movie with the guy. Actually, no. we, we talk about that enough. The Jerry Garcia movie. Have you been watching? I've been watching. Have this we movie? ever talked about a Jerry Garcia movie? Yeah, with what's his name? Uh, Judah Priest. Is it- Not Judah Priest. Judah. Judah Jonah Hill. <laughs> I this I swear to God this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, there, no, there's a Jonah Hill uh, uh, movie where he's playing Jerry Garcia. We talked. I believe about you. This. We've talked about this. Judah Priest is a musical artist, um, not who I meant, but I meant Jonah Hill. Um, okay, but but uh, no, if you, so I've been watching this new show on Netflix actually, which is mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Have you seen this? It's called Alone. It's not alone. Is not new. Alone has been on for like ten years. It's new to me. All right. <laughs> yeah, alone is a. It's a survivalist show, very much in the in the vein of like um, Man versus Wild, or uh, more more aptly right now, Naked and Afraid. But alone, uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, isn't is a, a great show. By the way, uh, people. I think it's what ten to twelve people are just thrown out in the wilderness all by themselves and the person the person to stay the longest wins it's it's crazy it's absolutely the one woman literally i don't want to i don't know if i'm spoiling because i don't know how new this is you're almost certainly watching the first season (laughs) Uh, no i think no because i came into it late because i had a uh my 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 roommate was watching it my wife Mm-hmm. She yeah, was watching. We, we get it. We get it. <laughs> she she was watching it. So I was um so I just came in and sat down. I don't know where she's watching it, but like like this there's grizzly bears. There's really grizzly bears just there with yes. with these people. Yes, yeah, stuff happens for sure. They, they can't just be alone the whole like there's got to be I, the way I picture it is like um do you remember when Dwight or, or Michael goes camping by himself and, and Dwight's like just hanging oh. out <laughs> Dwight's like, yeah, yeah, like I'll leave you. And he's just like, I would never leave Michael alone. He's like staring at him through like a sniper rifle. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. The safety's off. And then he's like, and then he checks it. and He's like, click. And he's like, safety's off. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of thing uh, I was looking at entertainment section at Bavada and uh, I would love to see more stuff like this. I would like to see who's going to win alone this year. I, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but I would like to see more in like the, the reality TV. I guess there's, I guess there's issues with that because it, it's all pre-taped though. Yeah. The, the entertainment props 
like they have a lot of them anyway, and like you know, it's a, it's a, a much lower max uh, max. What's the maximum bid? Maximum? Why can't I think of what it's called? Maximum bet. Max Keebler. Uh, Max Keebler and his big movie. Yes. But um, it no, it's a much movie, much lower <laughs> maximum bid, uh, bet. I would love it. Um, can I tell you the problem that I have with a loan is in the early episodes, like you don't even meet everyone in the first episode because there's so many people and they don't like, they don't jump around to all 12 people. They just spend time with three or four. So those first like three episodes, I think are all introductory episodes. And then by the time we get to episode four, when they're like kind of jumping around a little bit more to everybody, cause they're most, most of the time, some people have gone home by then. I forget who the first people are. Yeah. I completely forget. Maybe maybe I need to like maybe it needs to be more binged, but I think I you a, need to watch it more than uh you need to watch like 3 episodes in a row rather than yeah. just waiting. Yeah, well, um, that might be a better plan for me, but I watch it on the actual the here's here's how old I am, man. I'm watching it on the cable television. Ah, why would you do that? Streaming's the way of the future, bud. Can't watch everything like that. I don't I don't know if there are any shows, any non-Netflix shows that I don't watch, uh, that I actually, uh, that I actually watch just streaming. I don't know. I like well, oh, maybe only murders in the building. I watch that. Uh, that's that show. I watch every Tuesday. Actually, this should be one Wednesday. out. Right, right. Is it Wednesday? I yeah, thought it was Tuesday. Oh, maybe. It, well, it must be because uh, yeah, one came out today in the ninth episode. Yeah. Okay. I got to watch that. Did it say how many episodes there are? There are Ten. this. Uh, man. Okay. Finale next week. Okay. Um, interesting. Do you, are you excited? We have a show coming up. Uh, what's it called? Freaking, uh, you know, that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones. Lunchtime yeah. podcasting. <laughs> yes. Lunchtime podcasting where I'm getting emails for work and I'm trying not to look at them. <laughs> House, of, House of the Dragon does kick off this weekend and there absolutely positively are a bunch of entertainment props of Pavada for House of the Dragon. We have talked about that. I basically made you make picks completely blind. <laughs> like seven months ago. And also, I'm still completely blind. Like I've, I, don't, I, I don't know if I've really seen too many trailers. Like I don't know any of these characters' names. Mm-hmm. Like, no, me neither. I, me neither. So these are supposed to be like Targaryens. The tar- it's like Targaryens. Okay. Several yeah, hundred I, years prior to the events of Game of Thrones. Okay, and I and I know I think we talked about this before, where I was like, yeah, like someone's gonna have to like explain it to me. Like something's gonna happen, and then I'm gonna have to go on Twitter later, and then mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, oh, like that was a lot cooler than I thought it was right like, <laughs> that like, oh, is, is that guy <laughs> you're you're describing every single um mcu tv show to me right oh, there yeah. where well, i just have to go i'm like oh that the relevance of that was what oh that fascinating <laughs> like in in retrospect i enjoy it more than i did at the time yeah like i, I was watching um what was it not mandalorian i was watching the boba fett one and then mm. they were like uh this some villain like showed up and I was like, that just looks like a blue alien. I don't know. I don't know who this is. <laughs> don't they all? Yeah, I was like, why is this like so cool? And then all of a sudden I go on Twitter and like that guy's name is like trending. And I'm like, oh, like, okay. seems like he was pretty important for some people. But like, I don't know. Yeah. And the, the other big thing from Mandalorian was uh, Rosario Dawson's character. They pulled her out of like one. She's like one of the most popular 
characters in one of the like animated shows. Yeah, yeah, that was also one of them. I yeah, like I people were freaking out about her, and like I don't know. I loved Mandalorian. I could not get into Boba Fett, and I only. I only watched, I tried the first episode of Boba Fett and I was kind of like on the couch and ended up doing like other, other stuff, playing on my phone while it was on. Didn't watch past that. Came back once. Uh, my buddy Seth told me that it basically turns into an, a season of The Mandalorian. And yeah. I said, so once he, <laughs> once Mandalorian came back, once Mando came back, I, I was back in, watched the whole, the rest of it. I actually have not watched the last episode still. I like watched like a little bit of it and then I just didn't finish it. I don't know why. I don't know. Was I just not interested enough? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Could not for the life of me tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't tell you what happened in that whole season. I have no idea. Yeah. Like he, old guy. I like, I don't know. I just thought Boba Fett was very disappointing. Like as a character, like kind of disappointing. It's not disappointing but it just wasn't i thought i i'm allowed to be disappointed no, you can't no, tell you me can't, okay you you're right cannot. i'm sorry i changed my opinion <laughs> yeah no, no, i just i just think it was very funny the mashup with parks and rec that they did I, where like <laughs> you ever see that where um pat noswell does i think we've ta- I've oh, definitely oh, talked about oh, it on this oh show. Yeah, yeah the um <laughs> the filibuster yeah, the filibuster when he's like, we, we we go over the Sarlacc pit and Boba Fett's arm <laughs> reaches, and that's exactly what happens. And it's like, oh my god, <laughs> same universe. <laughs> oh man, I've been watching a lot of King of Queens lately, and it I is Fat Oswalt is just so funny in that show. It's so good, dude. Like he's Deacon gets kicked out of his house for like kind of cheating on Kelly, and like then he's. Deacon's trying to get back together with his wife Kelly and he's like living with Patton and Patton is getting like so upset about like you didn't call and tell me like we were coming up for dinner and like Patton's like yelling at him and he's like fine give me the other half the pizza I'll pay for it and Patton's like I ate the whole pizza by myself like thank you like and I had to admit that in front of Doug oh it's just such a good show go watch King of Queens if you haven't watched it yet fans so you are currently recapping episodes, a show that ended more than 15 years ago. Oh, my God. I'm a, and it's like randomly like season four, episode seven. Like, Actually, this was a two-part, two-parter because I think now the one after it was a two-parter because Carrie finds out she's pregnant. And then it's a whole satch, dude. It's a whole situation. I understand. a whole situation. But we have another situation <laughs> on our hands, and that is the return of actual football here. Did you get the opportunity to watch uh, any of the Eagles preseason game? So actually, so I was watching. It was a big Phillies win that night, um, yeah. but I was watching. So I was watching that, and I was like, you know what? Like, let me watch the first series. And like, I was pleasantly surprised because I actually did not know that um, the starters were playing. Mm-hmm. So when I saw like Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Miles Sanders run out there, I was like, "Oh, like let's go! Like that's sick!" And the fact that we went down the field and scored, like that was electric. I loved it. Yeah, fourteen nothing while the starters were in. Yeah, that was awesome, man. That was like that was very exciting. Like I, uh, I thought we looked. I granted, I know we're playing against um, JTS Jets, Jets. Jets. Yeah, but it was still exciting. L- let me tell you this. Tell me. I for the past year. I have given Nick Sirianni a hard time. Mm-hmm. I think he tries a little hard, you know, with like the Bryce Harper jersey and Dr. J jersey, the Iverson, Iverson stuff, shirt. You, you know, like I, I've given him a hard time thinking he's a try hard a little bit for that. 
now and like a little bit of corniness. But when he was yelling at the other sideline when um, Jalen Hurts got hit, yeah, that fired me up. I can get behind this guy. Like I could go to bat for this guy 100%. I love that. Like did you yeah, see was, him yelling at them? It was not difficult for even uh, amateur lip readers to tell what it was that <laughs> Nick was yelling across the sideline. Oh, yeah. It was very, very easy to understand what he was saying. And he enunciated very well. <laughs> <laughs> there was plenty of curse words, plenty of yelling. Don't get me wrong. I still think some of the way he dresses is a little bit corny, but um, I, I definitely I had a new appreciation for my man Nick Sirianni. I don't necessarily know that I ever thought of him as a tryhard, but I, I I definitely thought of him. I think corny is probably that's probably a good maybe word. Maybe not tryhard. Maybe corny is the word. I think that's probably a good word. Um, yeah, I th- I just think like he's kind of a dork who really likes football, and it, it it all works out for him. Like he really figured some stuff out at, in his first year as a head coach. Did a great job. Uh, probably the best of the the rookie head coaches last year. Let's see, where, 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 he is tied for wow, he is tied for the fourth best odds at Bavada to win Coach of the Year at plus two thousand, uh, and he is tied with uh, Zach Taylor from the Bengals, Sean McDermott from the Bills, and and Sean McVay. From the Rams. Oh, okay, sorry, I'm I'm lying because some of these lines, uh, some of these lines have been clearly changed a little bit, and they're not totally in order. So Kevin O'Connell is number one, followed by Brandon Staley, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Kyle Shanahan, and then the 2000 group, including uh, including Sirianni. So tied for the fifth best odds to win Coach of the Year. Can I can I tell you that you have named a few players, coaches. Yeah, I'm sorry, coaches that I have no idea who they are or what team they coach for. <laughs> who, but, okay. Who's Kevin O'Connell? Kevin O'Connell is a, a long time. He came over from that Rams team, uh, and he was actually a quarterback at SDSU. He is the head football coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He is the current youngest head coach in football at 37 years old. Interesting. Uh, is McVay still under 37? No, he can't be. Let's see. Where was it? Nathaniel Hackett? No idea who that McVay's is. still thirty-six. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is now the head coach of the uh, of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, sorry, no, came from Green Bay, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. So he gets to work with Mr. Wilson this year. Okay, and Dennis Allen? No idea who that is. Dennis Allen's been around for a while. Um, he is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Took over. He was their OC, DC last year. He was a coordinator for the team last year. And uh, I was actually head coach in Oakland for three years back in like 2012. You know, after looking at a picture of him, I think I'd recognize him. I think yeah, I know he, who he is. He's been around. He's been he's been with that team forever. He was the Saints DC for seven years. Interesting. You know what? Okay. I watched uh, the first episode of Hard Knocks. Yeah. I was into it. It's oh, very much, so good. Yeah, I think it's Dan Campbell. He's a star. It, He's 100% a stud. is Dan Campbell. Dude, he is a stud. I always said that. He is a stud of a coach. Like, And I hate to say it. Lions money line week one. Ugh, I, I think people fall into the hard knocks trap. No, uh, I said this before hard knocks. 
Okay. You go back and check the records. I said it was going to, because the Eagles, we signed AJ Brown. We're coming out hot. It's going to be the biggest sucker bet of the year. We're going to lose week one, and I'm going to be so upset. Uh, I don't want it to come true, Chris. I don't want it to come true. Yeah, I just don't think, look, a lot of a lot of people rightfully love Dan Campbell, and I, I was very much on the Dan Campbell bandwagon from the bite their kneecaps quote last year. <laughs> He's just like, it's so very clear why this is a a man that men would want to play for. Oh, like yeah. he's a leader, he's an alpha, he's one of them. He assembled a staff almost entirely of former NFL players. Oh my god, I love it, dude. It's crazy, but I do think like we're talking about coach of the year odds at plus 1800 at Bavada for Dan Campbell is high because that Lions team simply does not have the talent to compete. I think. I mean, they got some guys like St. Brown and Jared Goff. Yes, Jared Goff, a guy who his team, his previous team had to attach extra draft picks to get rid of. (laughs) And uh, look, Monra St. Brown did have a really, really good year uh, for the Lions, basically as as the only target that they had. So he was force fed the ball a little bit, but he also had one of the lower yards per catch in uh, in football of guys who were targeted a bunch, only uh, only 10.1 yards per catch. Uh, it's it's the guy caught 90 balls and did not break a thousand yards like that is I don't know if that's showing a lack of playmaking or how bad that Lions team is that he's the only person anybody's concerned about. Should I uh, draft him in my fantasy league? Uh, so we Mario and I talked about this on the NFL show a little bit last week. Mario, a Lions fan. I think he's going to catch more balls, but I think that yards per catch is going to come up to you know, 12 and a half or something like that, because you have uh, rookie Jameson Williams from Oklahoma, their first round pick on one side, you have DJ Chark on the other. So you have two guys who can go two guys who are going to spread the field, leaving a lot of room in the middle for Hawkinson and Amonra St. Brown. I I think, like I said, catches targets going to be down yards could stay similar. Uh, the goal here is, is he going to improve on that five touchdowns from last year? And that is the fantasy. That's the big fantasy uh, boogaloo, I suppose. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. That he He's going to go up. I think it'll be probably six or seven this year. Uh, he formed a good relationship with Goff last year. Goff apparently also looks really good. And that's one of the things that makes me really concerned about the, the, the risk of falling in love with people during hard knocks because when when people are like yeah goff man looks good looks good <laughs> we kind of know what jared goff is we knew what jared goff was with sean mcveigh in with the rams and a ton of talent around him now he's with the lions maybe he thrives in a situation where there's a little bit less pressure but it's he's certainly gonna have to do more He's a Detroit guy. He's not. He's not a. Uh, yeah, he's a classic he's, Detroit guy. He's not a West Coast guy. He's a Detroit guy. Everyone knows it. He's born in California. <laughs> Rams. Rams. Oh boy. Okay. Well, here. How about this? Regular season divisional ran, uh, wins for the Rams at Bavada Macron. That number. The over under. Two and a half. You said Rams. We're talking Lions, correct? Uh, I am talking Lions. Okay. A lot of what I said is complete misinformation here <laughs> because, yes, you're correct. I did say I did say Lions, and I also said division wins rather than regular season wins. So let me scroll up, too, because I thought two and a half, like, that feels a little. Like, I don't, I don't think highly of the Ram, of Lions, but th- that feels low. Okay, this is a little bit more accurate. 
uh, the actual odd at Bavada for regular season win totals for the Detroit Lions is six and a half, the over-under. Now, that's a lot of wins. Yeah. But, you know, let's go through it. I'm not going to put the Eagles on there, but I, they could beat the Commanders week two. Yeah, I do lose not the think Vikings. the Commanders. They could beat the Seahawks and Drew Locke. Lose to the or, Patriots. Or Geno Smith. Or Geno Smith. Um, they could beat the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Packers. They could beat Dol- the but Bears. But Dolphins could also beat them. I agree with that. I'm not. Yeah, but like, they could beat the Bears. They could beat the Giants. They could beat the Jaguars. Yeah. They they could beat the Jets. I'm at like seven, eight games. The Bears again, and the the Panthers. I I think you know what what over six and a half games. I take that bet for the Lions. I think the Lions could do it. It's it seems like that is the likely outcome. Bavada has that the. Uh... The over at minus 160 versus plus 120 for under six and a half. So, yeah, let's see. Who is Texans four and a half wins? Who are, who are the who does who do they think is going to be the worst team in football? Falcons at five wins. Lions. I think it's so funny that like, Jaguars uh, at six. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't understand how Kyle Pitts is ranked so high when the guy scored one touchdown last year. The NFL 100. Oh, what is he on the NFL one? I just meant in fantasy rankings that I keep seeing. Yeah, he he made the NFL 100. I haven't started watching it yet, but How? I did. I think he was in the 90s. How? He the guy had I guess he did have 1000 yards receiving. But 17 games good. though. Falcons four wins. I believe they're the lowest total I've seen so far. Yeah, I don't I, I, who is Mariota the starter, the, the mm-hmm. winner? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the Falcons are going to do I could see them just being absolutely dog crap this year. What sucks is because they have such a good jersey. The all black, <laughs> the all black Falcon jersey is just such a hot jersey. Yeah, that's a great jersey. That is a and a, it does look like Texans four and a half wins for the regular totals is uh, is the lowest number at Bavada for any team total win. I want to buy a, a Brett Favre Falcons jersey. That's a that's a jersey that goes hard. In the yeah, I, I, well, Favre was there for what? A backup for one year. I, I think that was it. I gotta check eBay. We got anything on eBay? Okay, we got some we got some hits on eBay. Um, how, how long was Favre there? I'm looking at this. Two hundred and fifty dollars. I can get one. Yeah, Favre is not. Uh, and this is probably not surprising. Uh, Favre is not a guy who is aging well in terms of his public image yeah it's not good certainly not good he's uh it seems like he's had some issues yeah well and also like i wonder if the like claiming to have quote uh experienced thousands of concussions in the nfl is some one of his like pr people is like or if he has pr people uh, said like, hey, maybe you want to start saying something about concussions to justify some of these absurd <laughs> comments that you've been making. <laughs> He's just like, nope, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if anything, the concussions made me more clear. Now I see things as they are. <laughs> uh, no, no kaleidoscope eyes. No. Yeah, one, one season in Atlanta, 1991, two games played, threw the ball four times. Two of those interceptions. It's a solid, solid career in uh, Atlanta. <laughs> 
a 0% completion percentage and a 50% interception percentage. Those are not, those are the type of numbers that I suppose would get you traded. Those are Hall of Fame stats. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the NFL was a very different game at this point, and I always think it's weird to look back at some of these numbers from these top quarterbacks, of which Favre was uh, definitely one. Now, if a guy's not completing 65% of his passes, you think, oh, inaccurate, can't throw the ball. Mm. But Favre, in like elite, elite seasons, 57%, 58%, 56%. Was he the most accurate quarterback at all? Like, I feel like people don't know him at all. Like, I feel like there's got to be other people that were very more consistently better throwers and accurate. I feel like well, he's just... I think it was his style of play. He was the... Uh, what? What's the... What's the phrase? The um, run and gun. Yeah, I, there's there's a word that is eluding me at this this early podcasting hour. <laughs> but yeah, he 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 was a a gun oh gunslinger. There you go. He's a gunslinger. Just kind of a lot of confidence in his own abilities, and you see those guys. That is both the reason they succeed and the reason that they do things that make you scratch your head and wonder why they thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would think that. I mean, some some of the throws that he he made were catastrophically crazy. Didn't but, he end his career on like a pick six that he was trying to throw like across the field, like against the Jets when he was playing uh, for the Vikings? He was playing for the Vikings that last year, 11 touchdowns to uh, 19 interceptions. There was something. Okay, I'm watching the video now. A video unavailable. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's actually crazy. Uh, James Winston, a couple years ago, became the first NFL player in history to to enter the 30-30 club. 38 touchdowns, 30 interceptions in the same season. Crazy to me that Favre didn't have a year like that. He had 29 interceptions in his peak, but only 20 touchdowns in 2005. Maybe it's just like he knew that stat was coming. So he's like, I don't want that. I mean, can't, yeah. can't have that. The concussions also let him see into the future. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. Brett Favre's last pass was an interception to Corey Webster. It was against the Packers, not against the uh, not against well, the. Uh, oh, it was against the Packers. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I said I said it was against the Jets, but yeah, it was against the Packers. I remember that playoff game. That was crazy. I always thought the Vikings were going to do something with Favre. They had a pretty good. They had a pretty decent team those years. Well, yeah. That 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 wide receiver was pretty good. Yeah, he was decent. Didn't. Didn't didn't stink. I don't remember, and this is this is probably early. Randy Moss was probably a little bit early for you, but I don't ever remember a guy coming into the league and just immediately being a a megastar the way Randy Moss did. I mean, he, I I argue that Randy Moss was the best wide receiver of all time. I think he may be the best combination of physical gifts and production and talent. I don't know that he's the singular most talented wide receiver of all time because he, you know, he wasn't much of a root runner. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't incredible in some of the more technical aspects of playing the position, but the physical skills were just unparalleled to anything we'd ever seen at that point. A 6'4 guy who could run a 4'2 and was just any any field he stepped on, he was the most athletic guy on the field. Now, did you know that me and Randy Moss have the same amount of rushing touchdowns? <laughs> Is that true? You guys both have <laughs> 10 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> we both have 10. No, he has zero <laughs> rushing. He does have two more passing touchdowns than I do, but I'm glad to just be in the conversation with Randy Moss. You got time to catch up. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, my career is about to take off. You were technically a free agent and available to sign with any team as soon as after week one of the regular season when your contract will be non-guaranteed. Randy, yeah, right, non-guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Randy Moss did have one uh, interception in his career, though. <laughs> oh, and when yeah, that that was a very popular thing for a while, where at end of game, end of half situations when teams were going to throw Hail Marys, you would just put your best wide receiver back there. So, like, they should keep doing that, but you can't put, like, I feel like ever since that one game with, um, what's his name? Um, well, it's an injury risk is what we're getting at. Well, I'm, uh, it was Patriots versus Dolphins, and they mm-hmm. put Gronk back there, and Gronk, like, went for the tackle and just, like, could not catch up to the guy. And they scored a <laughs> touchdown and lost the game, right? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I mean that, that's a, that's a thing, but I I would more worry about like I would more worry about the the injury aspect, which is shocking to me that I saw this week that the Eagles were talking about they were giving AJ Brown punt return reps. Like, why? What is uh, yeah. the benefit of that? There's no need for that. Go sign Kenyon Barner and just let him go back there. Like, there's mm-hmm. legitimately no reason for that. Literally, let anyone else. I know they really like that the uh, like. 44-year-old undrafted rookie out of Utah, out of Utah, the the Britton Covey kid. Yeah, go get him. But, Let him receive it. But he is, I guess he tore some ligaments on a bad pass from Reed Sinet in, uh, in the fourth it, quarter. Is it because yeah. he's 44? They were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't heal that quickly anymore. <laughs> His, uh, Cove, this, is, this is true, and you may or may not have heard this on the broadcast. Uh, which, by the way, kudos to my buddy Ross Tucker doing uh, doing play by play for for the Eagles in the preseason or doing doing color for the Eagles in the preseason did it did a great job and really was the only reason that the broadcast was entertaining at certain points. Um, Eagles over uh, Eagles over under at Bavada. This is I think probably the last thing we'll hit on today. Um, Eagles over under at Bavada win total. The number is nine and a half. Where are you going with that? Over. Over? What's what's your prediction? Thirteen wins. Super Bowl champs. Nothing nothing will ever be better than that. That's what I want this season out of this team. Alternate lines. What are the alternate win totals? Well, alternate win totals actually go down. Uh and it, it, it goes down to eight and a half. Oh, okay, here you go. Um Bavada has the alternate win total option for the Eagles, one of the two at ten and a half. With the over generating a plus 170. Wait, say it again. Alternate win totals, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they go 10 and a half, and the over on 10 and a half wins, so 11 or more, is plus 170 at Bavada. I love it. Throw all your money in the world on it. Just uh, kids' college tuitions, mortgage payments, whatever you want. As long as you don't need it until the season ends, put it on <laughs> the alternate win total, 10 and a half for the Eagles. Yeah, I love it. We're this is our year, buddy. This is our year. You know what? I in this in this early hour, I feel like this was our show, Matt. This was I feel, our show. We I feel did. like this was strong. We taught we got to talk about all the important things, football and King of Queens, jammed a bunch into a quicker episode. And uh, you know, we're gonna go ahead and move on with our lives now. It was a delicious lunch, that's for certain. A absolutely delicious lunch. All right, that's going to be it for this week's episode of The Underdog. For Matt Crone, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you back here next time.